Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So we're not having video footage of this one. Uh, Francis, no, I know that you want to have video footage, but we're not having video footage of this one. No, yeah, I, I do. I want to see. I want to see uh, what? you guys. You don't want to see. Lads, I haven't worn a bra for a week, so I'm not going to put one on now. Well, Laura, I, neither have I, so <laughs> Laura, I'm really sorry. Uh, Francis just really wants to see you. It's really creepy. I'll send just... him a picture. I'll send him a picture afterwards. I might draw him one. I'm sending the post. Don't, oh yes, don't. but but you know I wonder about posts, you know, because obviously it's like a, a letter. Can 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 the virus stay on post? I I had um on my radio show I had a doctor on Dr Zoe Williams and I asked her that was one of the questions because I actually didn't even think of that. Apparently you should be okay, but if you really want to be extra careful, you can just not touch the letter for about ten hours. Ah. <laughs> Wait, shut up! That can't be true. It doesn't it's stay alive. It doesn't stay alive for it can. ten hours. And, and certain substances, it can. Well, no. In fact, on hard surfaces, it can stay stay alive for up to two weeks. They found uh, on that on the on the Princess Cruise ship. They um, <laughs> they they found they found uh, traces of the virus two weeks after everyone was off. Well, I tell you what, then on my muscles, it will be hey. staying there. <laughs> hey. I was going to make a way more crude joke. I said Basically, not to. just don't touch anything <laughs> or yes. do anything for the next two weeks. Exactly. Don't open any doors. If you really need to open a door, just get someone else to do it. <laughs> yeah, great idea. Let them, let them deal with the germs. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Private Parts Podcast. This is where we read the most intimate sort of details of our lives. Hey, very excited. Laura Whitmore on the podcast. Yay. <laughs> can I, can I yay myself? Yeah, yeah. you can uh, yay, yay yourself. We can it's, even it's... insert some canned applause if you... If you oh, thanks, because <laughs> like. you, you guys didn't give me anything there. Thanks. Let's get some yeah, well, it's difficult to clap with a microphone in your hand, actually, I have to say. <laughs> oh, I, I've got a stand on my microphone. Oh, no, that, that, yeah, that is very fancy. A bit decadent Laura, in these times. Laura, we were talking about this. You know, at the moment, once again, we're all in self-isolation. We're all around the different parts of the country. It, it's tricky. You're recording your podcast. Actually, we just recorded your podcast, um, Castaway. Um, and it's tricky when you're doing a podcast when you can't see one another. 
it's, I know, it, it's or be in the same room. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, you do. You do miss that. That's why I do like actually. The, I'm using a lot of FaceTime and house party and Zoom and things like that, uh, even with phone calls, because it is nice seeing someone's face. Also, you don't know if they're like rolling their eyes or if they're even properly listening to you, if they're even in the room anymore. Sometimes if I'm talking a lot like now and you haven't said anything in a while, I'm like, are they even still there anymore? But have you, yeah. have you guys find, found with this like house party thing, all these random people are like coming out of the woodwork and like people I haven't spoken to in like years. And I'm like, why would I now, you know, want to speak to you? <laughs> yeah, I had, I had, I was on, I was on, for all of our listeners who don't know what House Party is, um, House Party is basically an app that you go into and you, it's basically organizing a virtual sort of house party Skype session with loads of different people, but anyone can join unless you lock the room. I didn't know this either. So a guy that I hadn't spoken to since I was about 10 years old suddenly popped up. And started speaking to me. It's you. 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 Kind of just anyone can pop out of anywhere. That's the I, kind of scary thing. I mentioned there the um, the doctor I had on my radio show, and I've never met her before. But she actually said after the show, I was talking to her on the phone, and she said, "Oh, I saw you were on house party, and we obviously have she's in my contacts." So she said, "I was going to pop into your room, virtual room," um, but then she said, "I best not because earlier she had seen that Nick Grimshaw Grimmy was online, and she clicked on it, and she suddenly was in a room with his <laughs> granny, his mom, his niece, the whole Grimshaw clan, and her." <laughs> Shut up. That's so funny. No joke. The other day I was in a group with my friends having a chat and there must have been about seven of us. I think you can do about eight different households, but um then suddenly this girl popped up. Are you impressed with this? This girl popped up and she was just in bed. And I she must have been a friend of a friend of a friend because it has to be connected somehow. And she just went, Oh shit, and then just turned the camera off. But it's so funny because also when you join when you join, when you join, <laughs> when you when you join a room, uh, especially when it's like a group of people, everyone suddenly goes really quiet. So you you always feel like you know they were having some secret conversation without you. It's basically like real life because I've been to parties when I walked into a room and everyone goes yeah. quiet. So it's just yeah, it's like oh sorry if I interrupted a, a serious conference call or something. Yeah. What do you think that people are having serious conversations and house parties? Yeah, suddenly coming. Hey everyone, how you sorry, doing? Sorry if I interrupted your annual general general meeting or something. <laughs> I tell you what, guys, this is this is uh, totally true what uh, happened to me today and this is no word of a lie okay well so that I'm makes it sound like a lie actually no, when you, the way, you, the way you're overselling it i'm not overselling i just want to make sure that you realize it's not a lie francis this is not a lie i promise you i was uh, i i've got so i had uh, i have a sore foot again at the moment because i've been i've been running on the road so i've got a bit of a sore foot so i was trying to find one of those uh you know have you ever seen those massage things that kind of it looks like it's like pumping like a like a hammer really fast have you seen those ones Laura, have you a seen vibrator these <laughs> yeah that sounds like a vibrator to, to me okay okay fine so it's not a uh, yes i have one of those yes <laughs> oh is it is it called a <laughs> theragun a theragun <laughs> wait are you you have you, you, a fairy gun is that what it's Thera, called theragun okay so it's, it's called one of those anyway my mum i kid you not said oh i've got one of these things here you go and hand it to me this morning and it's called a magic wand and oh. it, it's 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 a vibrator. <laughs> my, my mother handed me uh, her thing that was a vibrator this morning, and I didn't realize until I used it. And my girlfriend said, "No, that's a vibrator." 
And I was like, what? why is my mum handing me these things? This is but what more everyone's... importantly, did it help with your foot? It did. It really helped my foot. It really helped the foot. But it's this huge thing. So everything's going stir crazy at the moment in self-isolation, I feel. I am, as I'm sitting here, I'm just in my um, my little office recording this and I've got like lots of different notebooks and stuff and I'm no word of a lie. There's a box in front of me um, that I got sent in a goodie bag um, and it's the world's first biodegradable vibrator. I have it in a box literally in front of me. It's no, in my hand right now. Biodegradable. <laughs> it's biodegradable. Um, it's safe for the environment, blissful for you too, body safe, splash proof. Wait, so Where? how... <laughs> Where I'll is... send you, I'm going to send you a picture. I'll send you a picture afterwards of it. How, Wait, do, how do you it's... actually... How does it biodegrade? Is it What is it made out of? Well, I haven't used it yet, but I'm just wondering, <laughs> is it like mid-use? It suddenly just dissolves yeah. in your hand? <laughs> Wait, why does it also have to put on it that it's splash-proof? That it's is splash-proof. bizarre. <laughs> Yeah. No, but I think there are legal like regulations about about waterproof uh, um, electronic you, you items. Need, you need to be careful, actually, don't you? Could so electrocute yourself. You, no one wants you could, that. So clearly, it's not waterproof. Otherwise, they would have said waterproof. So it's only splash proof. So, so be careful with that, Laura. Don't get too wet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Laura, listen. You're you're uh, living at the moment with your with your partner. How is it living with a boyfriend at the moment? Is it pretty tricky to be in self isolation, or is it all right? Things going okay? Because I'm with my girlfriend at the moment. Yeah. It's, we're we're arguing. We're arguing a little bit. At the start, I'm not going to lie. I was worried. <laughs> I was very worried because um, we've been living together for about a year, but we don't see a lot of each other. We don't spend a lot of time together, which has been quite nice. Um, Ian is a comedian, so he does a lot of like late night gigs. I'd, I'd get up much earlier than him in the morning if I'm doing radio or whatever I'm doing. And, and uh, I, um, yeah, I was a bit worried about how much time we'd spend together. Uh, I think I was more worried about that than anything else. And what I've discovered over the past week or two is that I quite like my boyfriend. Oh, really? You worked that out? I've worked that that's... out. And it's it's such a huge relief because I wasn't sure which way it was going to go. Yeah, that's good. That's good that you figured that out. Do, do you know what, what I... it's... Yeah, so go ahead. Say, what I've realized is my dog's a pain in the ass. Oh, no. <laughs> Why? Because it always wants to go out for walks. Uh, not even that. He just follows me everywhere. So, and, and normally, um, like, like, literally everywhere. Like, I was like, I was on the loo the other day and he pushed the door open and jumped up on my lap. <laughs> He's being so clingy. And uh, I was doing, we do yoga in the morning. I've managed to get Ian to do these yoga videos. We watch, um, he does it with me in the morning. And every time I go into downward dog, the dog is under me. So when I lie flat back down, I've squished the dog. I'm just like, leave Aww. me alone. I can't get away from him. So when I leave what? the house, I bring him for a walk. So we don't have any time away. So boyfriend's okay. Dog's a little bit of a nightmare. Well, this is the thing. I think dogs are going to get real separation anxiety when all of their owners go back to work, right? Go back to their normal routines. No, yeah, why would or they maybe they'll want the break. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. They'll be like, look, I've walked a, a more than enough for, yeah. you know, in the eyes of the law. But but it's it's an interesting one about that because I uh, it, it's it's kind of a funny thing with relationships right because when I it's same thing with my girlfriend you know I've I've realised like you Laura that actually I quite like my girlfriend as well and normally what happens is when I spent a lot of time in past relationships I realised that actually I'm quite annoying and my they probably just dislike me or the other way around where I actually dislike them but actually it's kind of a good sign when you're in a relationship and you spend a lot of time with each other and you go oh you know well I kind of like you this is like yeah. a good sign isn't it it's, su- yeah. it's such a good sign it's true uh, it's like 
Well, well, I mean, uh, obviously, my my uh, girlfriend. We only we only became official in January, so it's kind of, and I now guess, you've got something a cat of a, together. Yeah, and now it. <laughs> no, no, we don't have a cat. Fast. No, we don't have a cat. <laughs> no, that was that was producer Pete who oh, has a cat. Producer Pete, <laughs> who had a cat? Do you know what? Can I just point out on my on my? Um, You're insane, my cats pets. at the moment. <laughs> my screen everyone's called jamie because it's J- i have three jamies going on so i actually yeah. can't differentiate between both of you yeah we yeah, francis yeah. francis uh laura and i just did her podcast as i said and and you know throughout the entire time all she kept talking about was this new netflix series the tiger man what oh i it? watched it, it i just tiger watched king. it yeah the tiger, tiger king. king it's brilliant yeah. <laughs> it's it's just everyone seems to be obsessed with this tv show and i still haven't watched it what do you, you think obs- laura do you think he did it i think i think he's innocent I think all of them did it. All of them did. There's not one innocent person in that show. No, I think I, he I, killed I, her husband. I think he tried to get her killed. I think <laughs> they all do too much drugs. But, the but, poor animals shouldn't have been there in the first place, and they're all horrible people. I think that the I think that the, the actual Tiger King. I think he's just a bit um, uh, a bit of a narcissist, and he and he kind of thought it was a, a fun adventure. But then these other guys basically set him up. I do think he, that he was he set up. He shot six tigers and buried them himself. Oh no! I mean, I'm not saying he's like. I'm not saying he's like not like also, uh, um, you know, doing. He's 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 no angel, but I do think that in the in the case of his attempted murder or whatever, seems seems Uh, like they they were set. They set him up. Uh, Is it wrong though? He's so charismatic. Like when he does the music videos, I I kind of like his voice. I'm kind of into some of the songs. He's like a real life David Brent. He's big time. What? what is this? What he actually you does? Need, he makes you need to watch it. You need yeah. to watch it. And we're not even giving anything away because so much happens in it. Like I don't even know what the biggest reveal in it is because there's so much. Listen, this is the interesting thing, right, about self-isolation. I know we touched on this before, Laura, but you know, for you, you are constantly working all the time, doing radio shows, doing TV shows, doing this, doing that. Um, was it hard for you to suddenly just relax and just chill and just be content with actually? You can't really go outside. You can't. Do, you're still doing things from home, like podcasts and stuff like that. But was it hard to switch off at the beginning? I think it was needed. I think it it was actually. Um, I know everyone's having a really hard time and I always try to see the positive in any situation. And I've, I've, I've kind of enjoyed being at home. Uh, I felt I moved into um, the place I'm living in now about a year ago and I felt it was just really holding my stuff as opposed to living in it. Um, and I, and people would ask me, you know, what do you and your boyfriend do in your spare time? Not that we have much spare time, but we used to go and like do a shop in Sainsbury's and come home and cook dinner together. And for us, that was such a novelty. We'd see other couples fighting with each other, but we were like, oh, this is lovely. This is like normal stuff because we don't really get to do what some people might find mundane. We actually really appreciate. So now we're we're cooking together every night and um, it's been really lovely. Uh, And I'm sure it's going to get tiresome probably maybe a week maybe less but I am I'm really enjoying it I feel like I needed this time I think the beginning of the year was there was a lot going on there was a lot of travel and there was a lot of pressure and there was dealing with a lot of things I didn't get to deal with because I was constantly moving and I feel when you're constantly moving you don't really deal with stuff that you need to deal with and I think having this space um, to stand still and also not get FOMO because I'm terrible I always get FOMO I'm always like if I miss a gig or if I miss something's happening everyone's missing everything so I don't yeah. get the FOMO and I get to stand still and just be present it's true I think it's going to be good for a lot of people to have this time to work on themselves and just sort of be at home you know do, do the things do you- they've been putting off 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Do, do you know what, no, you know, and, and you... You you know, going back to sort of at the beginning of the year when you said, you know, there was a lot of pressure and things like that. And, you know, we don't need to go into everything, but there was a lot of pressure for on you and to to do things and do that. And and how do you handle? Because for me, I'm I'm not very good at handling pressure. That's I get kind of nervous. I start to freak out. You know, you over the years have kind of mastered that. How do you kind of how do you kind of deal with pressure and different things like that? It's different, I suppose, depending on what it is, what type of pressure it is, whether it's personal, um, mm. whether it's coming from work. And I do, I like pressure. I do like, it's a certain type of pressure. I like taking myself out of my comfort zone. I remember um, like the first job I ever had was an MTV and I entered a competition and it was so out of my depth interviewing these people and I just didn't have that experience. But I quite like the adrenaline rush of it um, to challenge oneself. And that's why I like this all different parts to what I do, whether it's I went and did a play on stage for six months and that was a different kind of pressure. So I've always liked challenging myself. Um, but then there's different levels and there's different things that are going on personally. Um, I remember like a few years ago when I was working on, I was hosting I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here Now. And I was going through a massive breakup and I, I wasn't able to deal with the breakup because I had to fly to Australia. And that was a different kind of pressure. And I wasn't allowing myself to have the emotions that I wanted to have. And um, it, it's kind of a balancing game. You, you, you learn to you learn to try and balance it as much as possible, but you also have to deal with stuff. So if you haven't dealt with something, you have to allow yourself time to do that. So even at the beginning of the year, there was, I mean, there's so much stuff that, that happened. I feel like this year has been about mm. three years so far. Um, yeah. And, yeah. and there's no right or wrong way. And there's, 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 I'm still learning. And, and probably some things that I wish I probably gave myself more time to deal with than other things. Um, uh, but you have to, in the moment, just work well, what what you have and what you feel is right and what you can deal with. But the, the the tricky thing, right, is is that what I find so this is what I find so amazing about performers and entertainers and and people in the industry like yourself is that you know when you have to 
you you have those bad days, like flying to Australia, how, how, you know, going through a breakup, but you still have to go on television. You still have to be happy and this and connecting. You have to put on your game face. You have to put on your game face and you have to pretend everything is okay, where other people who are going through similar situations will find it just as hard or even harder or, or less so. But they can kind of sit by their computer and or sit in their office and they can kind of, you know, sort of sit with themselves a little bit more. As a sort of entertainer, you don't really ever have that chance to do that because you're always having to entertain, and that's hard, right? Yeah, well, I suppose a lot of people have to do their jobs, even if, you, if you're a doctor or sure. you're a builder, you still have to go and, and do your job. Um, I actually found the escapism quite nice that you get to go on television, that like all I wanted to do was wear my sweats, eat ice cream, watch Friends and cry. <laughs> but I had someone doing my hair and makeup and I, I, I definitely looked better than I should have looked because I had someone else like, saying you should wear this or like and get me on television. And I enjoyed the escapism of being on live television and the adrenaline and you kind of forget what was going on. Um, as as much as you can, but um, I, I feel, totally I think agree a lot with of you. people. I think a lot of people probably have have to deal with that. I remember, like, I interview a lot of people, and I always think you should give give people a chance. That I remember once, like years ago, um, I think one of the first people I interviewed was Katy Perry, and she's so lovely and great energy. And then I was flown to Germany with MTV to do something with her, and then last minute she turned down doing the interview, and I'd obviously been flown over. And they said that she wasn't feeling well, that she's really sick. She was under the weather and she didn't want to meet people because, you know, not that she's coronavirus, but she just, <laughs> she had something that she didn't <laughs> she just, want to, she didn't want to, um, she didn't want like, to pass it on, pass it on <laughs> to anyone. Um, and then I was somewhere else and I bumped into her either in the hotel or wherever we were. And I went, Oh, hi. Um, I hope, are you feeling okay? And she went, yeah, fine. And then, and then <laughs> I went, oh, okay. I didn't really say anything. And I remember like my producers and, and people who had obviously paid to fly me over, they're all a bit like, oh, for fuck's sake. And like, yeah, that's yeah. ridiculous. But at that time, looking back, I, I remember going, well, we don't know what's gone on in her day. And looking back, it was actually, I think it would have been around the time her marriage was ending. So like uh. nobody knows what someone's going through. So I always try and... Um, and she still had to go and I, I think she was still doing her tour. So she probably didn't want to do interviews, but she was still going on stage to her fans, which is more important. So I mm. think we need to be careful how we talk about people that sometimes behind the scenes, they might be going through other stuff. Totally. Well, I totally, so totally agree yeah. with you. I do love the fact that you bumped into her in the hotel room and she went, yeah, yeah, fine. And you were yeah. like, oh, sweet. And I talk to your press team before you bump into anyone else. <laughs> did you did you see talking about this? I mean, this year has been full of I mean, so much already, yeah. as you said. I mean, so many ups and downs. Um, I saw. Do you do you follow the Fat Jewish on Instagram? Oh yes, I love the Fat Jewish. I did, and did, also I think it's really important to curate. Which I only follow people that make me happy. Yeah, which is so, yeah, it's such it's a, a good, good way to, you know, social media can be either super positive or really negative. And I think it's really important if you are going to be on social media is to really get things that are really positive. And, and I totally agree with you. Did you see his post that he wrote about the time traveler? Did you see this one? No, what was that one? He basically wrote a post saying, uh, I'll read it to you. He said, imagine if 10 years ago you were approached by a time traveler. And he was like, look. I don't have much time to explain. All I can tell you is that the year 2020 is going to be an absolute circus. You know Donald Trump, the star of The Apprentice? Well, he's the president of the United States. At the beginning of 2020, he gets on tw into a Twitter beef with Iran, then almost starts World War III. Australia catches on fire, and a woman tries to save it by selling pictures of her boobs. Kobe Bryant passes away in a helicopter crash. Half the world 
world is devastated, the other half just make messed up memes. A little time passes, and just when the world starts recovering from the loss of Kobe, some dude in China eats a raw bat and starts a global pandemic that's, <laughs> that kills Mao Maos and pawpaws. Everyone loses their minds. 40% of the population thinks it's the end of the world. The other 40% think it's all fake, and 20% blame the whole thing on cell phone towers and Tom Hanks' kids. The one, the one thing everyone seems to agree on is that only way to survive is by hoarding toilet paper. Grocery stores are ransacked, and and uh, eventually, as hysteria grows, world governments are forced to shut the entire planet down, lock everyone in their houses, and the only person that can keep uh, people from completely flipping out and starting huge riot is a gun-toting, mullet-sporting, uh, homosexual Oklahoma man with a meth addiction and 180 pet tigers. <laughs> Honestly, um, I I know you did you did my podcast Castaway, and, and you were talking about different podcasts, and I think one of them was the um, the Richard Simmons one. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just saying, you can't make up. Really Real life, same with Tiger King. You can't oh, make that true. up. Nothing as like you can watch all the soap operas and you can talk about how EastEnders and Coronation Street so far fetched. It is nothing on real life. It's crazy, isn't it? It's absolutely crazy. But Lord, do you sometimes look at your life? Because do you know what's so funny? And this is totally true again. Is that uh, you? You mentioned it before that you you kind of came on to MTV because you entered a competition. Mm-hmm. You isn't that right? You entered a competition yeah. where. I, I Isn't that how you got on Made in Chelsea, Jamie? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly Season how two. I got it. <laughs> we're, all, we're all competition winners here. <laughs> but, it, but you entered a competition to work for MTV and you won it. I remember that competition being put out there. I remember, I swear to God, I remember you winning that competition. I remember being jealous because I forever, I, I, when I was a kid, I used to put my teddy bears in a row and I used to... <laughs> chat to them as if I was a TV host and I always like I want to be a TV host and things like this when I saw this competition happening on on MTV I was like well I should enter it but never did why did you decide to enter it because if you don't enter it you can't win it that's the thing and I, I think that's what lots of I remember my mom used to always say about the lottery do you know when people would be like oh uh, I wish I'd win the lottery I'm like have you bought a ticket so you, you <laughs> have to you have to put yourself out there for things you gotta be and in I, it to win it you gotta be in it to win it um but uh, I think as well, I came at a really good time in my life. I um, I just graduated university and I was interning. Um, I'd just broken up with my first boyfriend and I was kind of at that stage where I was ready for the next step in my life. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I was living in Ireland um, in my hometown. Uh, I was back at home. Uh, I had been living uh, in university, but I, I'd gone back home. And I was a bit like, well, I, I can't just be home now because I, I've got a taste of real life. I can't just get back here to my my childhood bedroom. So I had planned in my head to to move to London to the bright lights of London. But none of my none of my family or friends, like all my friends, are like they've all got like I call real jobs. They're all doctors and yeah, like yeah, yeah. doing important things. <laughs> and um, I, I and my you know my I grew up with just my mom and she was a civil servant um, working for the Department of the Environment. So I I didn't really know how to do it. And then I saw this competition that MTV were doing and I remember years ago when I was younger seeing like Ida Bowman on the network and Davina and I'd seen different shows uh called like Is She MTV Richard Blackwood did but they hadn't done a show like this in years and I thought well, this is my opportunity so even if I don't win or get anywhere I've got a contact so maybe I can mm-hmm. get work experience that's honestly my head was thinking maybe I can get work experience in MTV 
Ah. And then and then and then and then you you win it. You win it. Fucking mad. Because do you not say? Because I I listened to your I I said to you I listened to your um podcast with Niall Horan on on your podcast and and you said sometimes you look at your life and you kind of go God I mean. I just never expected this to happen. I never, and sometimes I sort of step back and go, Jesus, this is sort of still happening. Do you have that still? Do you, do you actually have that where you step back and you go, God, this is actually happening. I'm doing all these different things and all the things that I'd hoped to do are actually sort of coming true. Yeah, I don't think I had a lot of time to think. Um, again, everything, everyone's just always so Russian. There was so much there was so much to do. I remember when I, I won the competition and you think, and, and actually winning the competition isn't the hard work done because then you actually have to do the job and prove yourself. Can I um, say, what happened? What happens when you actually won it? What did they say? You win. Is that what happened? Yeah. So we, <laughs> you win. Um, it was, I think there was like everyone, um, I think sent in clips to either MySpace, remember MySpace or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's how you kind of entered it. And then they had like a few thousand people enter it and then they kind of, whittled it down to a few hundred and then we all had to go to Camden. So I was like, also, I had no <laughs> money. You all have to go to Camden. Yeah, to Camden. I was like, she had to pay for a flight to go to Camden. Um, so I was, I really was hoping I was going to win because I was down to my last uh, bit of money. But um, yeah, so I, it was a comp- yeah, it was a competition. The three judges, they had Emma Willis, um, Trevor Nelson and Alicia Dixon were the judges. Um, I thought you meant Trevor Nelson in, uh, auditioned. I was like, what? <laughs> uh, no, I think he was a, he's a well pro. He did not have to be auditioning for that. But they were they were judges. So when it got down to the end, it was uh, I think it was Emma was yeah who said like, and the winner is Laura. And I went what? Rang my father, and my father he's the first person I rang, and he said, um, Oh Jesus didn't think you were going to win i thought the whole thing was a fix I, that must have been it must not be a fix if you're winning or something like that <laughs> it's, all, it's one of those things which is so funny that you enter it you never think you're going to win and then you suddenly end up winning it you're like what i've just won this this is bizarre yeah, and then so you're, how many your, people your family are surprised <laughs> how, how many people entered the the competition i think it was like three thousand. i think oh, wow. that. um but i needed i needed a new job i needed a uh to kind of get somewhere else in a way and it was just perfect timing and but yeah it was so fast paced that I'd won it then I had to move to London and also I you think you have this glamorous life but you, you're not making a lot of money working with MTV no, and, no. you know what I mean and also you've just won a competition so they don't necessarily have to pay you a lot um and, and then you just find out that what happens is you're just interviewing people who are just really famous and yeah just... and, and and also trying to keep up with this lifestyle that I couldn't afford so I had to like move to London and London's so expensive so trying to find anywhere that I could afford to stay in and pay a month's deposit up front um and then the first then I got over to London and they were like okay you're going to be starting in I think it was June okay so and I won the competition in about April May they're like okay you're going to be coming over in three weeks and now you're going to fly to LA and interview Coldplay and that was my first day and I was like what and they're like you're going to go to the MTV awards and I was like I have nothing to wear there's no stylist or hair and makeup so I was like oh okay so and then every day there was someone else I was interviewing and it just didn't stop so I don't think I had a chance to go Fuck, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> what the hell is going on here? I love that. Um, uh, right, Laura, we've got to that moment in the podcast where Francis is going to give us the question of the week. So, Francis, oh. let's have the question of Go the week. Go for Francis. Ah. Um, so, this question, actually, it, it, uh, I uh, learnt the answer to this question when, when I was watching Tiger King. <laughs> okay, um, sweet. Can't wait. 
I was thinking Ma- Tiger King. I suppose they, for you. they had to call it Tiger King, even though there were lions as well, because Lion King was taken. <laughs> <laughs> I never even thought about that. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, what's your question? But uh, or maybe they tried to call it lying. We don't know. But um, but uh, basically, how much does the average human head weigh? <laughs> what? Why, why is that to do with Tiger King? Yeah, why is that relevant? Oh, because he said uh, he was going to put a a, her, um, head in a jar. her head in a jar, and then yeah. he picked it up with one hand, and I was just thinking, oh, he looks a bit too light. Anyway. <laughs> Everything that was going on in the scene, that's what you took from it. I love that. That's Francis' thoughts. Nothing about the conversation, nothing I'm with is, that looks a bit light. <laughs> For a human okay. head. Okay, Laura, uh, you're our guest, so you get to guess first. Okay, I'm going to say, because I know how much my dog weighs, and he's roughly around the same size as Ian's head. How so, much does your dog weigh? So I think my dog is, he's only little, I think he's like, three kilograms four kilograms does that make sense yeah yeah i think he's three or four so i would say it's three or four for a head okay so you're doing a range of three or four three okay. to four is that is that okay is that specific yeah yeah you're allowed to do I, that yeah i i reckon you're wrong there i don't think you're right i i think i think i think carrying a head is like carrying a small plant pot full of soil i i think it's going to be like i reckon or do, like, you, like, do you know that from your gardening uh <laughs> Yeah, gardening from, my gardening, from my gardening that I do. Um, I'm going to go for oh, an average head. I'm going to go for 12 kilograms. <laughs> <laughs> Is that so, really so heavy? Like three times my dog. 12 kilos. <laughs> Is that really heavy? Maybe that's how big you think your head is. <laughs> I'm to think of it. I'm now thinking about weights in the gym. I can hardly lift 12 kilograms above my head, let alone on top of my shoulders. Yeah. Okay, I, I'm going to go for I'm going to go for eight then. Let's go for eight kilograms. Eight okay. kilos. All four. right. All right. Okay. Listen, Laura. Um, we're going to find out that in part two. Um, oh, also, I want to know now. I want to know now. Yeah. But listen, you get to stick around because we're going to oh, come good. back to part two in just a second. Yeah. So we'll see you in part two, all right? See you in a moment. See you in a bit. In part two. Bye. 